You're listening to a Southern Star Media Production. I'm the Southern Star's editor, Siobhan Cronin, and this is the In The News podcast. West Cork Women Against Violence is a formidable organisation, and the woman who runs it is a formidable woman. My name is Marie Mulholland, and I am the CEO of West Cork Women Against Violence. Marie Mulholland, Belfast woman, lifelong campaigner, and women's rights activist, and now the chief executive of West Cork's only domestic violence service, an agency which has seen its workload grow massively in the last two decades. Um, in West Cork Women Against Violence, we've been going for about 20 years, and I think it's pretty fair to say at this stage that what we see in West Cork with regards to domestic violence, course of control, is, is pretty much similar to any other region in the country. I mean, simply because we live in a beautiful rural area, it doesn't mean to say that people have beautiful attitudes to each other in relationships. So it, it pretty much pans out. We're still looking at something like one in five women um, being subject to some form of domestic abuse. Um, certainly in the last 10 years when I've been here, our numbers just keep increasing year on year, uh, with the COVID years being particularly heavy in terms of statistics and the numbers of women um, that were contacting the service. So, in its 20 years in existence, the project has helped thousands of women and families in the region. But in recent times, they realised there was an increasing and very urgent need for another related service to help victims and survivors of sexual abuse. Marie tells the story of meeting a woman in Bantry who made her realise the true extent of the problem and the lack of help outside the city. There was this one story that, that constantly reminds me of why we need to do this. And it actually happened. I was only a few months in the job. And I remember it was a winter's night and it was Bantry. And it was where the old super value, where the super value used to be in, in, in the middle of this, the town. And I was coming out. I've been to work and I called in to get something for my supper. And I came outside and a woman came up to me and she said to me, do you work for West Cork Women Against Violence? And I said, yes, I do. And she said, can I talk to you? And I said, certainly. And I said, is it urgent? And she says, I just need to know where I can go for help. And I, I immediately assumed it was domestic abuse and I did so wrongly. And she says, no, it's not me. It's my, it's my teenage daughter was raped. And she says, I have tried to get support everywhere. And I've been to doctors, I've been to the school. Um, and she says, nobody knows how to help her. And she is in distress. And it was that woman's story that really, it really kind of stayed with me. And over the years, I have constantly been looking at how could we have responded better? I mean, I gave her some contact details of carry rape crisis, et cetera. Um, and but I kept thinking, we, we have to do better than that. There has to be something better than that. Here was a woman, and it was just before Christmas as well. And I just thought, what is that family going into at Christmas when she is so distraught about her daughter's level of distress and really quite frustrated and angry about the lack of supports that were local or available to her, accessible to her. And since then, Marie has been on a mission to provide supports for that woman, her daughter, and many more like her, who felt until now they had nowhere to go in West Cork. I asked her, what did people in similar situations do before now? 
they'd have to go to Kirk City and they'd have to access that, you know, they'd have to have transport or if not, they're going on public transport. Um, there's also a waiting list for counselling at, at the Cork Sexual Violence Centre, which is understandable given the size of Cork City and County. Um, and what was what was um, kind of revealed in 2017, 2018, all of the domestic violence and the sexual violence services in, in the area of Cork were involved in a needs analysis project um, by Tusla, who fund these core services. And it was discovered that there were two major gaps in provision in, in Cork and County. One was that there was a need for a domestic violence service in East Cork because there was nothing there, and that there needed to be sexual violence supports in West Cork because it was too far away from the city to be able to access and to be able to, and, and that travel, that ongoing travel was actually causing a barrier to people accessing the supports. Uh, there's a there's a, a a really a really kind of it really brings it home that in the first piece of research that we did we did a case study and this woman talked about going to Cork for her sexual violence um, support service for rape crisis and she talked about her she was she never drove to the city for a start she did have a car she didn't like driving to the city the trying to plan to get somewhere to park to pay for parking when she was in bits and she talked about the anxiety that just grew and grew and grew throughout that entire journey because what she was about to go to was already anxiety making but then the whole of going into a city negotiating that city in the car that she didn't know finding parking paying for parking and then not knowing anyone in the city that she could turn to afterwards, maybe and have a cup of tea with, or you know, when it was when our session was over, it was really, it really brought it home. And I know that sounds it's so human, you know, and like all we need is a little bit more compassion when we're designing these types of services. And so that's what we're trying to bring to this. Compelled by stories such as these, Marie set about getting funding to research what exactly was needed in West Cork. And who better to ask? than those who had experienced the services or lack of them up until now. The research was conducted by West Cork-based academic, Dr. Caroline Crowley. She spoke to nearly 30 survivors of sexual violence and their supporters in the West Cork area. They flagged four, uh, four areas that we really need to improve on West, in West Cork. The most urgent need is for the for there to be a sexual violence support service based in West Cork itself with crisis support workers and counsellors, all of the people that you would expect in such a service, that's number one. Number two, they really um, need for professionals and key services like the Gardaí and social workers and GPs and counsellors and, and everybody to be have the appropriate training in how to respond and support people appropriately around sexual abuse of children and sexual violence as adults. Number three, they would really have benefited themselves, but they can see that we will benefit from having education and awareness programmes for children, for teens and for adults in West Cork that deals with healthy relationships, sexual relationships, and also recognising and responding appropriately to sexual violence. And the last one that they look for is that there is help available in West Cork um, as early as possible within communities, all about prevention and early intervention and this is all about family supports and uh, and and supports during childhood. Caroline started her research by carrying out a survey on the services available in the region. 
She admits she was a bit reluctant at first to approach people on this very sensitive topic, but she was overwhelmed by the support she got, often in the most unlikely of places. When I was travelling, I drove around 600 kilometres across West Cork delivering flyers about the project to promote it and I got so much support from all of the places I went to but I remember this one small village where I went into an establishment and I was speaking to a man probably in his 60s and I'm a bit nervous about how he would take information about the survey and that I was asking him to promote it. But he immediately responded that he was coaching a local girls team, sports team. And he saw the relevance of this and the importance of this survey and people being able to talk about this issue in West Cork. So like so many other people, he was just completely supportive of giving whatever help he could. Dr Crowley believes that about 12,000 people in West Cork have been directly impacted by sexual violence and at least 3,500 of them are children and young teens. Sandra Byrne is the recently appointed development worker on the sexual violence project that was established on foot of Dr Crowley's research. So one of the key highlights um, from the research uh, one of the key findings from the research is the level of sexual abuse against children and how that impacts on, on adults, um, how it impacts on their social lives, how it impacts on their, their well-being, on their education, on their employment, um, the long-term impacts of, of sexual abuse against children. Um, so that was one of the key findings for me, um, and it shows how we, it highlights how we really need to, um, A, work to prevent um, sexual violence um, against children, but also to respond appropriately to their needs at an early stage. So the research has shown that in many often cases, and um, the survivor's testimony highlighted that uh, children reporting um, cases of sexual abuse um, very often didn't get an appropriate response. There's huge fear um, around, you know, talking about the issues of sexual violence, um, particularly for children. Um, often it's perpetrated by a person that is known to them, so there is that additional fear around it. Um, and distress around it, and that can be very, very difficult to disclose to somebody. But the research has shown that children in particular, um, often the response isn't appropriate to their needs. Uh, it's a hidden issue that needs to be talked about at all different levels of society. So a key recommendation in the research is around early intervention, um, is around prevention. Dr Crowley's report recommends the delivery of healthy relationship and sex education programmes in schools alongside awareness raising across the community. But Marie Mulholland says she is heartened by the fact that some parts of the community are already one step ahead, prompted by the horrific murder of Ashling Murphy last year. I was very touched at the Bantry Vigil by, um, I spoke to a principal of a boys school who was there at that, and he said that he really wanted to, he wanted to do something in his school and he's really looking for programs, um, initiatives, tools that he can use to address that amongst boys in his school. Um, so that we're, we're addressing the next generation of, of young men, you know, and he's talking about 
national school he's talking about primary level he's not talking secondary he's talking primary because almost by the time it gets to secondary level it's too late we have had in fact that's we've had those cases where young teenage girls have rung us up asking for advice because of the 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 the, the abuse the pornographic abuse and the sexual abuse they're getting on social media Needless to say, Marie Mulholland and her team have wasted no time putting into action the recommendations of Dr Crowley's report. Sandra Byrne is already in situ as their development worker and training for support staff has already started. But there is no doubt that the rural nature of West Cork also presents challenges. West Cork has particular challenges in terms of its geographical spread. Um, There is very limited supports within West Cork. Um, As a rural community, it's very often the case that services are concentrated and focused on urban settings. So what we're trying to do is develop a community-based and inclusive and accessible service um, for the whole West Cork area. And obviously outreach would be a key component of that. Um, One of the most impressive elements of the changes to date in West Cork has been the establishment of the outreach service that Sandra refers to there. Okay, so my name is Margo Noonan and I'm a registered advanced nurse practitioner specialising in sexual assault forensic examination. Um, And I sit on the steering committee for the sexual violence project in West Cork. Um, and I'm the nurse lead for the SATU in Cork City, but I also uh, manage the outreach clinic in Bantry once a month. The clinic that Margot Noonan runs has been a game changer for victims of sexual assault in West Cork. She explains how it came about. So the outreach came about following um, a needs analysis that was done back in 2017. Um, And one of the findings from that was that the paucity of services around sexual violence in West Cork. And I was fortunate enough at that stage to meet Marie Mulholland from West Cork Women Against Violence. And we had a discussion about what we thought was needed and what services that we could provide. Um, And following on from Caroline Crowley's research, we decided that it was time to move the services out of of Cork City and Bantry was the first one that we trialled. So that's where it really came from. So thankfully, Marino Medical came on board with us, Dr. Laura Cullen. Um, And it's been very successful since then. It's been great to be able to meet people on their territory rather than adding on the stress of having to travel into the city centre. While assault victims still need to travel to the city for their initial examination, they can attend the Bantry Clinic for all their follow-up assessments, which has been a major help to so many vulnerable people, as Margot explains. I think having access to a service like this in West Cork is vital. Um, and it was the first one that we've done, but we've seen such benefit. The stress that comes when you encounter an incident of sexual violence is, it's just unbelievable what somebody can go through. And to add the stress onto that of having to travel, having to organize childcare, days off work, days off school, you know, things are hard enough without having to manage all that. And unfortunately, it will lead to somebody missing out on vital healthcare that they need and psychological support that they need. Um, so it's been vital that we've been able to come and meet the people who use their service on their home territory, not interrupting a full day's work, maybe being able to pop over on a lunch break or just take an hour for 
from work rather than taking a whole day off work or being able to get to us while the kids are in school and get back. Um, and I think that's really important. You know, nobody ever wishes to have to use the SATA or the services. So the easier we can make it for service users, the absolute most we'll do to do that. Margot says that while the initial visit to the sexual assault unit in Cork is still often terrifying for individuals, the fact that they don't have to return a second time is a huge relief to them. While people are happy to come for the initial visit, it's the not having to return works better for them. So it kind of takes away from the, the, the really tough walking into that unit is really difficult the second time. And we've done studies with our service users that when they come into the unit a second time, it's really difficult. So when you tell them after the initial visit, okay, so all this part is done, the next time we'll meet you on your territory, it kind of makes it a little bit easier for them. There is no doubt that there is a need for this service in West Cork, agrees Margot, and that the need is increasing too. Uh, our service is getting busier every day, unfortunately, um, and definitely. And the clinic in Bantry is starting to get busy now. It, it, it's taken a while um, at the start to take off because people were afraid of being recognised as using a sexual violence service. They were afraid that somebody would know them. Um, and we do it very discreetly. And Marino medical staff have been outstanding how they, they manage with our patients and that. So it's taken a while for people to work up the courage. Sometimes the anonymity of coming to the city is a big thing. Um, but we've noticed that more and more are starting to uptake now and, and they're getting more comfortable with the idea of attending the service in their own locality. So um, as I said, every day we're getting busier and busier, which is it's sad, but at least people are coming forward looking for help. We have many, many unacknowledged rape victims. A lot of people have a very fixed rape script of what rape is in their head. And if their um, incident doesn't match that, they tend not to recognize it as sexual violence. Therefore, they don't seek the help or they don't report it. Um, we need to huge education. I know every time I meet somebody, every time I meet somebody in West Cork, they will have a story to tell me. And I was very lucky recently to be invited into the school in Bantry, um, the secondary school, to do um, a schools program that we do. And the feedback from students was phenomenal in the classroom and from teachers. So it is there. It isn't, it's never gone away. I think it is definitely becoming people are becoming more comfortable talking about it so maybe that's why we're seeing an incidence in the reporting of it um but we have a lot of work to do if we want to make any changes with regard to sexual violence margot has strong opinions on why we are seeing an increase in sexual violence right now people choosing to hurt other people that's all you know I, I i don't blame covid and i don't i think covid was an excuse for people to exacerbate their bad behavior at the end of the day you choose to hurt somebody um i think education is huge absolutely we need to do a lot of work around dispelling these myths and the ignorance and the fear around sexual violence because unfortunately that feeds into what perpetrators want they know people are afraid to talk about it they know the stigma attached so therefore they get a cloak of secrecy um, and if it always plays in the perpetrator's favor so the more we talk about it the more we make it more acceptable to talk about it and to speak up against it I think the more people will find it easier to come forward. 
Again, education is key, she says, especially in our schools, but resources are scarce. The schools programme that I run um, has only just recently been reaching out to West Cork, so it takes while a while for it to filter through schools now. I have to say there is a very good schools programme um, and there are some schools that do an awful lot of work around this area. Um, but again, it's a very difficult topic for teachers to talk about when they don't have the knowledge that maybe we would have been on the front line of sexual violence. So while teachers are very good and schools are very proactive in most areas, I think they're not giving enough funding or resources. We're a very academic focused uh, country when it comes to school. We're worried about grades. We're worried about getting into college. Um, and that whole social side and awareness and self-esteem, unfortunately, falls a little bit by the wayside. If you or a friend have been victim of an assault, Margot explains the first steps and what happens at a SATU, a sexual assault treatment unit. They should make sure they're safe and pick up the phone and ring us. Come and talk to us. You don't have to give us your name or your date of birth if you're afraid, you know. Sometimes just being able to say the words to somebody is the first step on the road to recovery. So while we offer um, forensic, you know, collection of evidence within seven days, but we also do extensive medical health screening, which is huge. We offer psychological support. And because we're a dedicated service, we have the time. You know, we're not, you're not going to have your 15, 20 minutes rushed to a clinic. We can give you an hour, two hours to work through it, to talk through it. And to help you, you know, we'll support you to choose what you want to do going forward. So, you know, if you go online to the HSC website and just put in statue, there's some lovely animated videos that really explain what happens at a statue. And it goes through your chain, you know, the choices that you have um, and the staff are very experienced. So I think reaching out to somebody anonymous sometimes is one of the best things to do. And that's what we're here for. Wasting no time in attempting to carry out the suggestions of those who participated in the research. It's no wonder West Cork Women Against Violence recently won a County Mayor's Award and has drawn praise from both politicians and local community groups in spades. Here's Marie again explaining some of the work being done already. We just finished some training. We identified uh, about two dozen people who were in the community sector who had talked to the research and had said about how they felt ill-equipped to deal with sexual disclosure, but they'd like to know how, and they'd also like to understand what is the journey once a young person, particularly, makes a, a an allegation of sexual uh, of sexual abuse, and what is what happens then in terms of the judiciary, the guards, the child protection, all of that. So we thought, let's try and give people that information. And we brought an organization from Galway and Dublin that, down to West Cork and um, called the Accompaniment for Child Abuse Services. And they, uh, they explained the language to use, how to also make your body language comforting, confident so that you know because we could sometimes you know and particularly young people and children can pick up you know from your body language oh this uh, this is not the person to tell this person doesn't know how to deal with this um so we did that and we also and they also took them through the journey that then happens and what happens if it goes to court or if it's taken to any level of investigation by child protection etc so we now have uh, almost two dozen people trained up knowledgeable about what and they can network with each other. They can support each other if these kind of issues come up again. 
And here she is, already outlining their ambitious plans for the future. I have some money that I got ring-fenced a few years ago. Um, we're going to train up at least 10 counsellors who are in, in West Cork and give them rape crisis training as rape crisis counsellors. And that's going to be delivered by Rape Crisis Midwest, who are based in Limerick, who have developed a module of training for counsellors so that they can respond appropriately, support appropriately um, anyone through uh, a major rape or, or sexual abuse incident. So we're going to be looking, yeah, for about 10 counsellors to train up. And it's, it's, it's the training that we're going to be providing is extensive. I mean, it's going to take about seven weekend sessions. So it'll be over the course of about six months. And it will be, if they were paying for this, it would cost them 1500 to 2000 to do. Now we're going to be heavily subsidizing that. It's only going to cost a couple of hundred per counselor, but this is this is this would be a major, I suppose, um, arrow in their quiver if they had this kind of training as well, you know. While the current agency will oversee the sexual violence project for now, Marie would like to see a unique structure taking over within a few years. I think for the next three years, Westcourt Women Against Violence will have to hold the project until it develops further and evolves. But I'd really like to see that project be community owned. That's my own personal um, kind of bent here. I would like to see a community and I'd like to see it have it on board of people from other community organizations, other sectors in West Cork who have a role to play here, whether it's educators, whether it's family support um, services, media. I'd like, I'd like that to be the board and I'd like that to be very much a West Cork community project. And I think if we could do, first of all, it would be unique. Um, and but it would also have a much wider, I suppose, uh, orbit in which to circulate because of the key people involved, because of the services and the sectors involved, and because it has ownership of West Cork. Then maybe West, and I feel like West Cork is in a position then to say we're going to be the first region of Ireland to be a zero tolerance region for sexual abuse and sexual violence. We're going to try and create a service that survivors want. Thanks for listening to the Southern Stars in the News podcast. Please be sure to like, share and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more on this story, pick up a copy of this week's Southern Star or subscribe online via southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper. Thanks for listening to another Southern Star Media podcast production. Stay connected to West Cork by subscribing to our e-paper and support local, quality and trusted journalism. Visit www.subscribe.southernstar.ie